live. Live from the Toad Hop Network studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Hey, what's up, Geekscape? It's welcome to a brand new Geekscape. We're going to be talking movies, video games, comic books, television, and a little bit of the uh, World Wide Web here on Geekscape. If this is your first Geekscape, that's what we do. We talk a lot of geek stuff, usually with a guest. Um, and if this is not your first Geekscape, then you probably have your popcorn in hand, your Coke, and uh, you're ready to watch some geeky stuff. Um, I've got my buddy Brian T. in the studio right now, and uh, he is the star. I'm going to call him the star. I know it's, a, I know it's an ensemble cast. Uh, but he's the star of the upcoming Machinima series, Mortal Kombat Legacy Season 2. And he plays Liu Kang. Um, I'm going to ask him, you, just trust me, I'm going to ask him whether or not he turns into a freaking dragon by the end of the series because that's Liu Kang's fatality. But uh, first let's just get to know the guy because uh, let's just be straight with him. Uh, I think that he's actually an undercover jock. Um, reading his bio, um, you know, now we have him. We have him for an hour. He's here. He's not going to be able to run anywhere. Right. Uh, he was the captain of his high school uh, football team, and now he's in the Wolverine this summer. You might have seen him get thrown out a window in his underwear by Hugh Jackman if you saw the Wolverine. Uh, he's playing a video game character, but he was captain of his football team. Is there anything else, Brian, uh, that you would like to take from us? Uh, as geeks, is there anything that you would want no, to uh, reappropriate from it's not about our culture? It's, 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 about, it's about living with you guys in, mm. vicariously as well. I was a geek growing up. I mean, I may have played mm. sports and stuff like that, but I was a geek growing up. No, seriously, All I right, played Brian. Mortal Kombat One. Okay, definitely, that was that was my game. That was my thing, and especially Wolverine. Okay, the and only to, the only thing on his early pre star. Uh, resume is that uh, it makes him a geek is that he went to UC Berkeley. Like, like, like you got to have a bit of a brain to be UC, to go to UC Berkeley, or you have to be Asian. So I'm guessing he wasn't a geek. He was just Asian. Just saying. And he ended up at UC Berkeley. Definitely by pure luck. And I also majored in drama, so it doesn't necessarily. <laughs> You're a drama nerd. Drama, drama nerd. nerd may actually be a different right. Thing. Drama I, nerd essentially is in the geek. Now you realm say you got into me. Berkeley by luck. Cause, yeah. Because that well. Well, that, oh, that's what I say about about Penn because when I when I got to I went to Penn okay. and I say it was absolute luck because I didn't take any AP classes I was right. a pretty average student but yeah. I wrote a really good essay like like writing was always my strength so right. I remember the day that uh, I got my acceptance letter to Penn and uh, it, I did early decision and right. so it came in like a regular envelope and usually when they say a regular envelope it means a not rejection right no, <laughs> because, not when you get into the school they send you like the pamphlet on like housing and you know loans and everything to get right. in there so everybody you know that's the rule for you guys who are still in high school watching this like like that's what you hear right and i, I bet that's still what's being told is you get a big packet if you got in totally. you get a letter if you didn't get in yeah and i remember it was like four days before christmas and my brother paul had just driven our car like like our, the car that we shared off of the driveway into a creek bed was freaking out <laughs> <laughs> the mailman 
the, the, yeah, you, you think a kid who ended up in the pro, you know, WWE wouldn't have driven a car into a creek bed. I mean, you know, or think he, the, <laughs> he definitely would have. Right? Uh, and so I remember the mailman like coming down our driveway and, uh, and, and he took, you know, he's down the driveway. Paul's freaking out. He's probably about to break a chair over someone and he's freaking out. And then, uh, and I'm freaking out trying to help, like figure out how to like get the car out of the dry, out of the creek bed without dad finding out. Before he gets home from work, da 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 da, da. and uh, the mailman looks at me. He looks at Paul, and he just goes, "I'm going to give you the mail," because he, <laughs> he hands me the mail. And like I was already kind of distraught about how do we, hell do we get this thing out of the creek bed? And I see the letter, and it's a small letter from Penn, and I go, "Fuck." You know what I mean? Like at least I'm not the guy who put the car in the creek bed, but fuck. True. And. Um, I just had to know, so I opened it up, and I went from, like, fuck to hell yes very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul goes, great for you! <laughs> he goes, oh, oh, this is just great! You got into college, and I, uh, my Christmas is over! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Uh, but, but, but when you see, like, theater, like, that was your passion. That's what you got into. How can you be in theater and still be, like, a football captain? Uh, you know what's funny is... Were you guys is, any good at football? Uh, No. I have to admit, no, no, no. We had a at that year. We were a small school. We probably were like five hundred. Okay. You know, as far as our season went along, and we were okay. a small school, so I went both ways and all that other stuff. So, and I played like you left guys had guard. to play both ways. I played both ways. Yeah, okay, I played so you... left guard and middle linebacker, and I'm not that big of a guy, no. so you can understand the school was. In Southern California, is serious. It's like serious. Texas, where I grew up. It's like serious, totally. serious football. Totally. And so you just got creamed a lot. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. And, but and you so, know where it so is. Theater was like it's it's to the here. heart. It's, it's not about how heart. hard you can get hit. Right. It's about how hard you can get hit. Exactly. Just get in the way. Keep getting up. So theater, like, like, what drove you to theater? You know what's funny is in high school I didn't know I wanted to be in theater. No, because uh, you was, get your ass beat. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, or I, I won't go there. So I went to. I didn't get that good of Did grades you do it for the girls. Like the football team wasn't that great at your school. Well, no, actually, like, I'm gonna no. join the football team for the girls. No, I did. I was just. I was. No a, I was admittedly so. I was a soch. I was okay. a football. I was the ASB president and all that other stuff. So I. You were nerdy. I yeah yeah pretty much. You get your um, cred very quickly here, but Brian. Uh, but you know I'm, I'm I'm working on the cred. So I was in. High school, didn't get very good grades, and I actually applied to use, uh, Cal State Fullerton. Mm. Got in, mm. like, by the graces of everyone in the universe and all this other stuff. I took acting for non-majors as, like, an elective. Cause I was at like, UC Fullerton? At, at, uh, at Cal State Fullerton. Cal State Fullerton. Yeah. And I was like, dude, right. easy A. Easy A. Easy A, no problem. But the first week, it, like, changed my life. I hit that like light bulb that like So you weren't even bug. a theater person in high school. Wasn't even a theater person in high school, I thought. Because I probably thought I was like too cool for that. Right, 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 right. So when I started taking the Get classes, off of me. I'm a football player. Yeah, I'm a football player. <laughs> What's up, bro? Theater stuff What's up, bro? with your gothness. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Um, black lipstick and stuff. I know, right? Awkward. So I actually took the class, changed my life. Changed all of my majors, dropped out of Cal State Fullerton, went to Fullerton JC because I have a better theater program. Okay. To try to transfer to a UC theater right. kind of school. My hopes were like to get into UCLA. But UC Berkeley which denied me. Oh, they, they did. Just saying. Just saying. UC San Diego denied me. But UC Berkeley is the crop, like cream of the crop. Cream of the, of the crop. That's why I was just like, what? So it was a complete shock to but me. But a blessing. But a total a blessing. Complete blessing in disguise because I did. That's where I found my roots and all of them in San Francisco and, you know, 
UC Berkeley, Berkeley Rep, and all this other stuff, and really got my theater roots going. Did you on. want to give up? And any, I mean, you, there's probably tons of time. Like, you're what? And you're like at the time, like a 17, 18, 19 year old kid, and you're starting to get these rejection letters. Like you just wanted to be like whatever. You know, it was, like, yeah, it was it was so interesting because even applying from high school, I got nothing but rejection letters. Right. You know, to all the UCs and whatever whatnot. And then after reapplying again, after going through the JC system mm-hmm. and getting all these rejections again, I mean. It was one of those things you just kind of find your place and continue to try. It mm-hmm. was just that it was like experiencing football in the sense of like always get back up. Yes. Just continue to get back up so you continue yes. to, to keep trying and, and keep pushing. And, and eventually someone will be the right fit. And for me, it happened to be UC Berkeley. And ha- has the uh, sweaty camaraderie among men in the locker room been able to be something that you apply to other parts of your life as well while you're applying football to other parts? Well. Possibly. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe so. I mean, if you talk about Mortal Kombat yeah. and us kind of getting sweaty and fighting and all this other stuff, absolutely. Definitely. It's There's a, a little party. bit of it. Yeah. It's a big party. Um, <laughs> and, and so what was your, like, uh, you come out of UC Berkeley and then you move to Hollywood. Let's get it. I mean, is that kind of the story? Uh, I actually, kind of I grew do? up in Los Angeles, uh, in Hawthorne Heights, if anyone's out there from okay. Hawthorne Heights. It's a, it's a suburb about 25 miles southeast of here. Right. So I kind of knew L.A. I grew up in and around Koreatown as well. All my family's here. But I went up north to go to school and then came back and really just, like, dove in from, mm-hmm. like, the bottom of the barrel. And what's kind the of. bottom? Like, like when? Like, did you ever do something where you're like, oh, man, I'm never getting out of this. Like, this might be my acting career forever. You know what I mean? Or, no, or something where you're like, I wish... You know, you know when you come back home and you see, you know you've gone off to school and you come back and you're like the conquering hero, a little yeah, bit, but, yeah. But, but, but then like the next day you're like playing a hot dog on like a national commercial, like like was there right. anything where no, you're totally. like totally the night before you're like oh yeah it was awesome I went to UC Berkeley I was in all this stuff and yeah. like, everything's going great and then the next day like what was the role where the next day you were just like oh man this oh, is, no. is going to make seem like last it, night seem like a lie it was crazy because you know after UC Berkeley and all this other stuff you're on your high horse or whatever sure. and you got, come back with this swagger and be like I'm an actor and then everything about Los Angeles and especially as an actor in this industry it just humbles you mm-hmm. and you like create this thick skin almost this iron shell as you kind of go through audition after audition rejection after rejection after rejection at the very very early stages of my career I somehow got a commercial agent I went on an audition booked like my second like acting audition ever mm-hmm. and all it was, the actors it was a, hate you right yeah now. it was no, no <laughs> trust me i i learned from this mistake okay, it was okay, a kellogg's happened? commercial okay network national all this other stuff boom and like that year i got paid right blew it all what yeah like just because oh this is easy it was my it was my second audition right, i was like right i got this down right coming in all cocky and then lex like three years after that just dry like, what did oh you God. buy like that year that you, you know made what? the Kellogg's money? I think well, that's when I actually finally. What did you play? A cornflake? What did yeah, you play? I, no, it was it was a great spot. What is it, it really, really was a great spot. And you guys could you look it up. Should have demanded the role of cornflake. I should have. Because I mean, what bigger? You get Tony, and you're not going to get the Tony role because it's a freaking yeah, animal. It's a cartoon. But like, mm-hmm. like I would have demanded a cornflake. That would have been or a really, spoon. Really cool. It was great though. We were both uh, snowboarders. Okay. And then my friend gets into an accident, and all you see is. <laughs> Is me blending like like Kellogg's uh-huh. into like this blender and throwing all this milk and all this other stuff, and then I basically plop it down in front of him, and he's got his teeth wired shut. Yeah, and he's got like casts all around. I pop a straw right in there, and I basically make breakfast for him because he can't right. move his extremities 
I thought, I, I thought it was going to be like, you're the jerk who your friend gets like injured or like, mangled, and then you're like, oh, but I'm eating Kellogg's. What's up? That might have been a better spot. I, like, I wish. It might have ran longer. That's a mean <laughs> commercial. What? Tony would not have approved that not, commercial. Not, that would have not been great. He's like, it's great to be a jerk. Um, <laughs> it's great for so, me. So what did you buy? Do you remember like that, that? Like when you got the check, you deposited the check. Did you even hold anything for taxes, or you're like? No, <laughs> it was you know I was young. Actually, what I did, I guess this was a smart thing. I paid it? all of my student loans off. Oh my and all goodness, this other that, stuff. you are smart. That's I what try you to be, do. you know. I try yeah. to be. So that's but not then blowing I, the money. Eh, that's to getting rid of your overhead. I guess so too. Yeah. But then, uh, kind of living a little bit loudly, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. in the sense going out a lot and paying for things and all this other stuff. I just wasn't wise about where to put my finances at the time and kind of paid for it. Now, did you go out and try and like showboat with the women and stuff like that hang out with your friends? Yeah, I mean, I think so. You I were think in your 20s. I was in my 20s and, you right. know, you go out and have a good time and your friends are there and, you know, I, I just came back from school and I grew up in L.A. so it was like, like a homecoming kind of reunion mm -hmm. thing and I just booked this spot and it's great and amazing and I'm kind of like living life in that sense too but, you know, it, it's it's so much of a grounding experience after that because of of truly how how extremely hard this business is mm -hmm. you know and and when i say starting from like kind of the bottom and trying to reach to you know being able to sit here and talk to you about sure. it um, the highlight yeah you know <laughs> the, 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 the i don't know if there's a pinnacle after this but just uh, say you know this I, is your kellogg's commercial exactly this is <laughs> this is your <laughs> oh man just yeah, have Wolverine throw you out a window again if that's right. the truth. I know. No, no, no. I, so I did everything and anything that I could. You right. know, student films, independent films, right. extra work. You just got to hit the pavement. Just hit the pavement right. and just hustle, hustle, hustle. Was, so the audience out there that's maybe going through their 20s, like, like and I saw an audience, uh, like somebody posted an article today uh, on my friend feed that was like the 100 things. I think it was a, a friend of mine, a writer, Brandon Easton. He said the 100 things that, I, and now that I'm in my 30s, I wish I'd done in my 20s. Like, whoa. What were the things in your 20s looking back that you're like, man, I wish I'd known that? Not that you have any regrets because I think like, you're in a really great spot. Like right. you're doing some awesome stuff. But like what are the things that like just the knucklehead things that you're like, man? I, I don't know. What's in, I, I, it's kind of one of those things. Of, do you of, really? I'm still doing them. Like I just – I don't like – you know, let's not look back. Let's sure. move forward sure. and all this other stuff. And I think in my growing up in my 20s, I, have a, I had a really different – 20s span than most adults in their 20s right and i grew a lot from that and it's, it's because a, you were making mistakes or you were just already a mature individual i i think i i, I took on the responsibility to become a mature individual right right but did you for, see any of your friends 20s. acting like knuckleheads yeah i think I, you I, always i do, think right? we always do i think we all kind of continue to 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 be knuckleheads right you know, we just kind of somehow grow out of it or learn from our mistakes and stuff like that too i guess you know, if there's one thing like this industry can show you is that there is ups and downs and, you know, you don't know where the next job is you mm -hmm. know, when you're first starting out. So, you know, when that one job hits, don't think it's that's it. You right. know, you got to continue to grow and you got to you got to put the money away for for the dry spells because the dry spells will happen and, you know, kind of waver everything that you do, even if it's good or bad, you know, kind of along for the ride, you know, and try to even yourself out. Right. Now, um, the, the first time I saw you. Yeah. Uh, was Drift King. 
in, in Tokyo Drift. Now, yeah. you guys were, uh, I know a lot of you guys are Fast and the Furious fans, uh, and you played Drift King, DK, DK, in Tokyo Drift. You were like the bad guy. I was the bad guy. Who knew how to drift the mountain, all this crazy stuff. He's the king. And He's the we, Drift King. <laughs> no, no, no. And then, and then in the, 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 the Noboro character in the Wolverine. Yes. Like, he plays another jerk. But now you're playing the good guy, Liu Kang. But, like, right. those first two characters that I'm talking about, Drift King, and, I'm, of course, I'm talking about them because it's Geekscape. Right. Uh, totally. The jerk. Like, like you are a nice guy, but playing the Thank jerk, you. does that come easy to you? Because You know what's funny like, is is I love playing, I guess, the the, the villain, per se, because they, they kind of get away from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But to them, to be honest, to themselves as right. the character, I'm not the jerk. Right. So that's how you like, played Nomoro? Everything, was... Yeah, everything was kind of justified. Uh-huh. You know, I was either looking out for myself for selfish reasons or if you really want to break down sure. Tokyo Drift. Yeah, let's break down Tokyo Drift. We're, we're going to break down. First, we're going to be we're the first a... thing ever that yes. breaks down Tokyo Drift. Yeah, totally. Talking we're about the... We're going to break down Tokyo Drift yeah. and see who really the bad guy was, right? <laughs> so if DK was... In his hometown sure. and kind of built himself up, sure. you know, with respect and, and his amazing drivingness and all he's this other stuff. He's worked hard for what he's got. He's worked yeah. hard for what he's got and he's kind of earned his right to be there. Then some foreigner from America sure. kind of comes in and, and plops down, right, and starts hitting on his girl. Hmm. Mm, right? Yeah, that's a whole different Then movie. he walks into his whole turf right. and starts kind of mouthing off, continue to hit on his girl, even when DK asked him not to. And then he did says, he "Ask him nicely." Well, I don't, I don't he, remember. Bow Wow was distracting. Right, Bow Wow was a little bit right. distracting in this yeah. sense too. And then he says, "Let's race about it." Okay, the white oh, guy says that to you. Yes. Okay. And I was like, "Okay, let's do it then." It seems like a gentleman's like duel at that point. It seems like the right thing to do. Does it see? Okay, then it seems like the right thing to do. Yeah. To, 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 I mean, he could have fought you, which would have been barbaric, and, and you could you right. have a fight. But no, he said he said, "Let's race over it," and you were the gentleman. And I you was said, you the said, absolute. You said, you know what? I could kill you in your sleep, but I'm not that person. Right. You I'm are hitting to... on my girlfriend. Sure. Please do not do that. But will, he continued to. I will race you. Then let's just have a gentlemanly duel. A gentlemanly for this, duel. Instead of me killing you. I'm totally hating Lucas Black. Now. Absolutely. So we have the race. Okay. I defeat him. And what does he do? Continue to hit on my girlfriend. You know what, Lucas Black, and or what was his character's name? Lucas Black, Sean Boswell. Sean Boswell. And here's the thing that, that got me upset, is that last week it was revealed that the char- Sean Boswell character, Lucas Black's character, is returning for, like, you know, the next Fast and the Furious movies, 7, 8, and 9. Possibly, yeah. But Absolutely. DK didn't die in DK Fast did not and the Furious, no. Tokyo Drift. So DK is still out there racing, and he had this white kid come onto his turf where he had made his name, proven himself time and time again, had a girl that was like I would say that that's made her uncomfortable is this kid coming in and like I would think so. you were just kind of being like hey listen protective, protecting the status quo you know, uh, absolutely and then on top of that befriends one of my business associates mm-hmm. and starts swindling money from me yeah just saying yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I think, you know, who is the real bad guy in Tokyo Drift? Was it DK who's just basically defending himself, right. his family, and his girlfriend? Hmm. Or is it Sean Boswell who Sean. actually came, started trying to take swindle money and his girlfriend You don't away go to somebody else's home and start, like, I messing know. up their stuff. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, Kenny, if you invited me over this weekend, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's great. I'm just going to pee in your living room. I, like, I wouldn't do where, that. Where do you think I pee anyway? It's in my <laughs> living room. <laughs> Uh, if you'd be in my living room, I'd be like, all right, yeah, that's the toilet anyway. <laughs> Kenny. 
trying to convince us you don't pee into a bag. <laughs> you hey, you're right. I pee into my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, Kenny, is it okay if I pee over here? Uh, well, seeing as you're already peeing on my PS3, right. no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> that's, why it's a, that's why it's a PS3. Yeah, and that's basically, what, I mean, that's, that's basically why he did it. I mean, so you've totally changed the, the perception of Tokyo Drift. For you, right? I, yeah, and I think that those, those that pack of criminals, right, the Vin Diesel character and, okay. and Paul Walker and these guys, I mean, they go to, like, uh, Rio de Janeiro, and they pull like uh, they, they yank a freaking bank through the entire city, killing who knows how many people. Right, right, true. In number six, they they run that that plane on the infinite runway. Right, right, forever. <laughs> <In the laughs> infinite runway. Oh yeah, that, that, that runway that was, was a long like, runway. Yeah, it was a bit tunnel. It was, it was like it was, it was pretty long runway. Well, if you go on Google Maps, you can actually see that runway. It goes from Britain to China. It's in the Guinness World yeah, Book of Records. I mean, these this pack of criminals that The Rock is helping, <laughs> it's like governmental <laughs> abilities, is helping this pack of criminals in low lives. Like, run around, mess up London and Spain and, and you know, Rio de Janeiro and Los Angeles. And, and it's, it's messed up. If anything, the Jason Statham character you see in the teaser after six, he's putting a stop to this pack of criminals. Could be. And here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. If you're going to give this Sean Boswell low life. <laughs> right? A role in these Fast and the Furious movies for seven, eight, and nine you got to bring DK along for the ride, helping Jason Statham's character out and having him put an end to this, 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 this reign of terror that these heathens have been racing around the world completely unstopped. Absolutely. Like, I think, Boom. Yeah, I think the transporter and DK are the men to finish this once and for all. I think so. I think that's great. Man, I knew I had a problem with the Fast and Furious movies that had nothing to do with their logic leaps. I mean, I was like, I don't know why, I don't know why I don't like these movies. I mean, they're so realistic, and uh, well, I mean, really, I mean, it feels like wacky races. Like it, it feels, I mean, it feels like I'm watching Looney Tunes wacky races or Hanna Barbera wacky races when I watch them. And that's kind of the fun of the Fast and Furious it movies. It is the fun. It is the fun. They're just so fun and adrenaline. And it's fun making them, right? Fun. Yeah, it's it is like fun a bunch of macho them. stuff. It's like back on that team, back you know, in football, hanging out with the guys it is. in the locker room. You know, let's get in cars about, now. Let's, let's talk drive about feelings. Yeah, yeah, that uh, happens too. The, the other thing that helps, and I and I didn't see Riddick, but I think it helps with any uh, Vin Diesel movie, is uh, and I, I like Vin Diesel. I think he's very charismatic. I think he's talented. Um, but uh, there's like a Shrek thing about him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's why people love him. Like, like he's like a grown up Shrek. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, that like, yes. like he's a bald guy and he's like a little short. And he's just fun to be around. Right. And so I think that the Fast and Furious movies are actually appropriate for a kid if you tell them that it's the the future adventures of like Shrek and Donkey. True. And like, like Paul Walker. Paul Walker like, and Vin Diesel. I think you just do Shrek it. and Donkey. Yeah. Kind of the dynamic duo. Is that going to get you not the Fast and Furious movies? Because <laughs> like, 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 I was serious in the DK character. I'm kind of just being stupid with the Shrek thing right now. Vin Diesel's going to call and be like, I remember everything that you said about me. <laughs> like he said in number five, I remember everything about my father. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I honestly think that Dominic Toretto in Fast and Furious is a jerk. In number six, he sends Paul Walker overseas to the U.S. prison to get information 
Because he, he literally goes, go over there, get yourself in prison, and it's a high-stakes mission. It's like, man, if you are not out of here in 24 hours, you're going to stay in that prison for the rest of your life for the crimes that you have not been cleared of yet that you committed <laughs> in the number four. Right? Remember that? Yeah. And then he comes back after almost getting, like, gang-raped in prison by the villain from number four. He comes back. Gets out of the jail by the skin of his teeth. He goes, I got the information. Paul Walker, and Vin Diesel goes, that's for you, save it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? That was very clearly not for him. You asked him to go. Like, what kind of jerk says? But he told me something. They keep it. (laughs) Hey, Kenny, do you mind this weekend of just, like, maybe going to jail, maybe committing a crime? Uh And, uh, oh, the potential is you might be in that jail for the rest of your life. Yeah, okay. uh, I I already did that this last weekend, actually, and I have some very important information for you. I want to keep it. That was for you. That was for you. Okay. I get, all right. <laughs> I think they're smart they, they are. Well, you know, maybe Vin knew that Paul Walker can get out. <laughs> he just knew. He just if knew. If it had been like a women prison and like there was like a naked like pillow fight, then it would have been for him. You know what I mean? Like if Paul Walker would have been there and it was like bikini a go go in that prison, it was just a bunch of girls in slow mo hitting each other with like feathered pillows and stuff and like pouring whipped cream all over each other. Then Paul Walker would be like, this is awesome. No, Vin Diesel would be like, tell me all the information. And Paul Walker would be like, no, I'm no. going to keep it. Yeah. It was for me. Did you find out this stuff? Um, yeah, I, you know, I like those. I still love those movies. I love those movies. You have to. You know, so you have to like those movies. And anybody who's like, man, those movies are dumb. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because you were like reading a book and then you went to decide to go see the movie. Let's just trust me, man. These movies are made because you pay to go see them. Right. And don't act like you're above these movies. Right. I don't. Because let me tell you, if my friend was hurt on a skiing, snowboarding adventure and he was wired shut, I'd eat so much cereal in front of him. And that's just the kind of low life I am who goes and watches Fast and the Furious movies and loves eating cereal in front of people who cannot share in the cornflakes. And now I'm just trying to loop it all together. Um, What what we should really talk about, and we'll, we'll talk about it after the spot break. We got to talk about the big stuff that came out this week. We got to talk about the Mortal Kombat Legacy Two yes. that launches in September a week, like 26. September twenty sixth. Yeah. Like it launches next week. Yeah, and oh, you yeah. got to be ready for like the nerds at the conventions to come um, up to you acting, acting like oh, punch me in the face. I'm ready. <laughs> Absolutely. I, mean? like, I think that I don't think you should sign autographs. No, I think you should punch them. I think, yeah, like, I think so if too. If you're a fan of Liu Kang, I, that's actually a good idea. Be like, no, what do you, what do you say? I just punch you. I will just punch you, and you will have the mark of Liu Kang forever. I think that's better than a signature. Like any celebrity can sign a signature. That would be more memorable too. Yeah, you know, like anybody he can sign a signature. Me. Yeah, but if Liu Kang actually punched me in the face, that's an instant YouTube. You know, you're going to want to show that to the kids. Totally. Uh, we're going to talk about Liu Kang. We're going to talk about Mortal Kombat. We're going to talk about violence in video games because Monday night. You know, I was at a midnight outside at midnight outside of a Best Buy waiting for Grand Theft Auto Five to come out, and yeah, I'm a 34 year old man. I won't lie, I did it for the camaraderie amongst us geeks hanging out at Best Buy at midnight with nothing better to do than to wait for a game that was going to take an hour to load onto our system so we can run around and commit ultra violence on the city on the streets of Los Santos. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll take your phone calls three two three six two two eight six two three. We're here with Brian T. We'll be right back after the spot break. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. 
to leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home in style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphone. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruffs. Ish them too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping's even free. Hey, Toad Hop listeners, the sports guru. And the butt knocker. From the Sportscast Wednesdays, 4 to 6, Pacific Standard Time. You got to check us out, man. We do sports like nobody else. Cover NHL, NBA, NCAA, NFL. We cover all sports. We got you got not the fuck out. Bonehead of the week. Check us out on Toad Hop Network, 4 to 6 on Wednesdays. And if you miss it, go back and watch it live. ToadHopNetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. Hey, guys, we need it. We're the nickel and dime show of the network. Check us out. A lot of fun. Does your car smell like you need scent bomb? Does your house smell like get some scent bomb? Does the bathroom smell like get some scent bomb? Go to GetSomeScentBomb.com today for the best air freshener you've ever tried. We are so confident that you will love Scent Bomb that we're giving away a free bottle to the next 12 customers that type in the promo code RADIO at checkout. If you're tired of weak air fresheners, try Scent Bomb. Scent Bomb is a concentrated air freshener, so all you need is just a couple of sprays and the smell will last for days. That's right. You spray it today and you still smell it tomorrow. We guarantee that it's the best air freshener you've ever tried. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com and enter the promo code RADIO at checkout to get your free bottle today. There's nearly 100 fragrances to choose from. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com. That's GetSomeScentBomb.com. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you Oh. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hey, Geekscapists. You know what? I love our Geekscape audience members. Uh, during the break, Matt MacGyver, I was checking the uh, the Facebook for the Geekscape episode, and uh, Matt MacGyver up in Toronto, he's he's one of our longest uh, Geekscapists. He, he was listening to what Brian had to say about Tokyo Drift, which did revive the franchise. I'd like to add. Your wife pointed that out. Absolutely. Your wife pointed that out uh, just now. And, uh, and it's very true. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if if Vin Diesel wasn't in two and then in three, yeah. kind of launched him back. And yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a story, which I'm pretty sure it's true, right. that uh, there was a screening for Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Right. And actually, Vin Diesel came to watch it. And he wasn't in the movie at the he time. He wasn't they in the movie that, at the time. Like, post-credit scene, right? Loved it so much had to be a part of it so we added Bob that scene at the, the end where he and sean boswell yeah. kind of meet up and they race and you all this other stuff me. which revived the franchise into the four five six seven <laughs> eight nine that they're gonna make it's a gonna donkey let's get back behind the wheel of the car we still got, to, we still got some, some rubber to burn uh, <laughs> i heard that for that they wanted to pay him for that post credit and he said no 
just give me the rights to the Riddick character. Like that's what that supposedly that's what happened. That was the deal. They, he did not get paid for the cameo in Tokyo Drift. Really? He asked for the rights to the Riddick character so that they could bring back the Riddick character. Wow! Which they, like he and David Twohey now own like Riddick, and yeah. that's what they brought it back brought in it the back. most recent one, which I I didn't want, I didn't see. Yeah. Uh, I, I had too busy of a summer at the. Um, at the at the the multiplex, I loved the Wolverine. I thought the Wolverine was really cool. And, thank you. Thank and yes, you. we had like the one hour uh, Geekscape episode, like deconstructing the Wolverine because it's what we do. <laughs> Welcome to Geekscape. Uh, and and and. And uh, yes, they, we we love the the movie, and we of course we had like the nerd things to talk about. It be like, well, in the Frank Miller, Frank Claremont, you know, Claremont run, the Chris Claremont run, like this character was changed to this character. Why didn't they just keep it like that? And why didn't they just keep this and keep that? Uh, and we're gonna do that. But here's the fact. Uh, it was super entertaining, and it got everybody pumped for Days of Future Past next summer. Totally. Uh, one of the funniest parts of the entire movie is your scene. Thank you. Where where where, where Hugh Jackman kicks in the door and finds you with two women. Yep, like hanging out, right? Who are not your 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 fiance? No, your betrothed. No. True, this is true. And you were like the minister of like justice. I was the minister of justice. You right. know, I was the the pseudo politician, and, uh, and you're you helping know, like, the Yoshida clan like and all, all this politicians. Stuff. Yeah. I think for him, he just kind of rides a line. He's between just going to justify sides. every one of his characters. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, because it it was more so for the family and kind of right. looking at the big picture. Because I was working with you know her father, right? You know, to try to make the whole Yoshida compound. Good again, right? Is what we're really trying to yeah, do. Yeah, I just you know, want to my own. Absolutely. You know, the grandfather was really passing away, and we're yeah. just trying to set up, set up for the future. And here comes again this Westerner. This Westerner comes in with hits these... on his woman, <laughs> right? Hits on this woman. My woman <laughs> tosses you out a window. Out a window. It's the same damn thing every time. Gosh, oh. telling it's you, racist. That's oh what I'm talking about. So in Mortal Kombat, he's hanging out. Johnny freaking King comes in to his tournament. What's great about Mortal Kombat to bring it all together is that something does happen to my girl or to Luke King's girl. But it, he literally, it turns the way and he wreaks vengeance on let's, everyone. Uh, let's take this collar because I was screaming like a girl. <laughs> Hey, Geeks Gavis, you are on the line. Sorry I was squealing just now. What's up? Hey, it's Peter Phillips, your prodigy student. <laughs> hey, what's up, Pete? How are you? <laughs> oh, man. Um, admit, when I'm teaching screenwriting... Movie... Just admit real quick, Peter. When I'm teaching screenwriting at the university, it's basically a lot like the yelling I was just doing, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. That's how I lecture, guys. If you ever want to take a class on filmmaking, that's how I talk in front of the classroom, except I have, like, a like an overhead for it. But it's all bold and all caps and, like... Don't <laughs> overuse <Yeah>. parentheticals! <laughs> in your directing project, you ruined the 180-degree rule! <laughs> Exclamation point. Uh, Peter, I think you had a question <clears throat> before I turned dumb again. Uh, yeah, um... While we're still on the, the topic of movies and reviving franchises... I read something interesting today about how Netflix picks which shows that they put up hmm. on their Netflix. And what I heard today is now they're starting to research which shows are illegally downloaded to figure out what. What do you mean? They so like if, it's, if something shows is, are torrented the most. So if things are torrented the most, Netflix will just add them because there's a demand there. That's probably a good. Da, idea. Da, 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 da. Is that is that what it correlated to Peter? Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
And right. I was going to lead that into another thing that I've been interested in the last day. Um, have you heard about the, the petition for a Dread sequel? Yes. Uh, did you see Dread? I did not Dude, Dread see yes. Dread. Dread. No, I, I not didn't. only that, but I, th- I got a little bit of heat when I wrote this on the site, but Dread was my favorite comic book movie last year in a year that also saw the Avengers and Dark Knight Rises. But I thought Dread was the most fun I had in the theater and it was awesome in 3D. I love Dread. And yes, it didn't do well. And now there's a petition for a Dread sequel. Uh, we wrote about it on the site, but we also wrote that they were actually going to take the concept for the sequel and put it out as a graphic novel or a comic book series. Is that right, Pete? Huh. Yeah, well, I mean, um, <laughs> huh. Pete's like laying there and there's like blood coming out of his nose. He's like, oh my God, you've outgeekscaped me. <laughs> well played, London. Click, click. Uh, <laughs> yes, no, I would be all for a petition of the Dread sequel. I just don't think it's going to work because it will, it, it, here's the thing with the Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, um, how do you pronounce Kevin's last name? Tantaroan. So Kevin Tantrone, the director of Mortal Kombat, he had just finished Fame. He's hanging out with the WB at the WB lot, and he's like, "Hey, let's just shoot like a fan film for Mortal Kombat." And Warner Brothers was going to go after him and be like, "Wait, they can't take our characters, which we own in Mortal Kombat, and you can't do a fan film and just go do it." Uh, and supposedly with the Dread thing, they wanted to bring the fans together to petition the sequel to Dread. And w- with Mortal Kombat, he had made it. Warner Brothers was thinking about going after him because it's obviously the characters. And then they ended up calling him and being like, well, wait, where, where do we take this dormant franchise? You know, the Internet right. just got very excited about it. So to bring it around, I do think the Internet is a very, very potent tool. Totally. But uh, but I just don't know about the Dread sequel because honestly, like, this is how I feel about the, the Dread thing. If the fans had been there, they would have gone there. You know what I mean? They would have gone to the multiplex. And that's just the sad thing because I did think it was an awesome movie. And in 3D, it was the way to watch the movie. Um I don't know if the sequel is going to have the same legs on the internet to the to justify like a like like what it should definitely be like a twenty thirty million dollar movie. Yeah. Even if you shoot it in South Africa, like they did the first one, even if they're smart with the budget and everything, I just don't know, Pete. But you know what? I'll sign it. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely sign it. What's 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 so interesting about this new age and technology and everything like that? The fans can really kind of depict where they want and what they want to see. Right. You know, I think with uh, with with Mortal Kombat just getting that many number of hits and Warner Brothers saying, "Wow, that that was amazing." Maybe let's, this let's is the way to do more. it. Let's in do it on sense, the web. Yeah. You don't have to run the overhead distribution risks of putting it out in theaters. You don't have to. You know, some of the PNA kind of handles itself with the whole virality of the whole franchise and getting the fans together. And Reddit definitely costs a lot less than something. You know, going and putting billboards all over town. I think that this is a cool way, and I would love to see Kevin do this on the big screen, of course. Right. But the big screen comes with a huge amount of risks. And then they would be like, well, who's this uh – Who's this Brian T. character? Because you know what? What if we just uh, what if we just cast uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the hot Asian right now? Nobody, because you're Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That's the problem, right? And that's the problem. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to have unique stories, you got to go to television and the internet, and that's right. really the risk mitigation climate that we live in here in the industry. You yeah. know, and 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 I think it's interesting that I go to see this this trailer for, for Mortal Kombat Legacy 2, and it's up on the, the internet. And there's a lot of Asian actors, and I love that. And, I, and, and, and here's the thing, and I've said it before on the show, I, think, I thought it was crazy that Avatar The Last Airbender was made into a film with an Asian director, and they cast white people in the same summer that there was another hit, and it had two ethnic leads, 
It had Jackie Chan and uh, and in in the young Will Smith Will Smith's son, and it was mm-hmm. in, and it was the Karate Kid. And the Karate Kid was a quality movie. Like it's not. I mean, could you imagine that? Like there was one white kid in the remake of the Karate Kid, and it was a good movie. The Avatar, like, it's not about the ethnicity. It's not about the recognizability. It's not about casting a bunch of people on Twilight. It's about making an interesting movie and then backing it up and, 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 and backing up your gamble. Does that make sense? And, Absolutely. And, I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. And, and well, it's really about, yeah. you know, being true to form, you know, with, with the stories and the storytelling. You if know? you want to see mean, Liu Kang White, go watch a Hollywood version of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but I think Warner Brothers is doing the right thing here. Absolutely. And I think, I think what, what the Internet and, and the fans all around will really show, you know, the studios and all this other stuff, that this is the type of the material that we like. And these <laughs> are th- – these – kind of storylines are, are what we like and it being shot this way with this cast and you know th- this kind of epic storytelling and to have it kind of go into the film industry i think it just kind of lends itself for that do you and think there's a long-form version of mortal kombat or do you think that uh, these kids these kids are really into like the fight the fighting in mortal kombat right because when mortal kombat had a narrative game it didn't really do well but then when it has the fighting games excuse me uh, it did really well in these, you know, these matches are five minutes long. Right. These episodes are like eight to twelve minutes long. Yeah. Do you think that, that that this is a new format for our culture, uh, for for the new download culture that people are like, oh, uh, I'm okay with format with with some with something that's serialized and it's eight to twelve minutes long, and that's what I'm going to get because I enjoyed this franchise at about that same time length. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. No. Totally. I think, it's, and it's perfect for the for the web, especially. But then also, I think what Machinima is doing, what Mortal Kombat's doing with Warner Brothers is, you know, we're not just giving them episode one. Okay. We're giving them one through ten at, at the once same at the same time. time. So they're doing like the Netflix model, like Peter was talking about. Like, Absolutely. It's, it's all at once. Yeah. So fans could watch episode one, episode one, two, if they want to. But Binge if they want to watch the whole thing, uh-huh. you know, go ahead. You got free reign to do you it. Do Almost like a full feature film. Binge viewing on this thing. Totally. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm not. You guys aren't going to be seeing me next Thursday when this thing <laughs> launches. I mean, this thing launches next week. We're going to have the director on the show. Uh, I'm not going to be here. I'll be watching Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and playing Grand Theft Auto. I'm playing Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh, my. Like, let me tell you about this Grand Theft Auto 5. And we can talk about Mortal Kombat and, like, the whole violence in video games. And I'd love to get your phone calls on violence in video games, 323-622-8623. Um, Monday night, uh, my wife knew. Because, you know, you're married. you gotta, you got to okay everything. Uh, <laughs> and and, I, and I, said, I said, sweetie, listen, I pre-ordered this thing. We had this conversation for about two weeks. And I told my editor, uh, I'm, I'm writing the Miami Vice comic. And I told my editor, I was like, hey, man. It turns out that like the week that I don't have a due date, an issue due, is the week that it came out, right? Um, and so uh, I was like, I think I can feel responsible in buying GTA Five, right? <laughs> I, I feel responsible. Yeah. And so uh, I, I pre-ordered it at Best Buy because if you pre-order the game, you get like a blimp, which I'm only going to use to crash into things. <laughs> and, uh, and I show up, and here, here's the thing: I, I show up, and I, and, and, and I show up, and I wait in line for the for the Best Buy, and. Best Buy was very good, and they may have been other stores that were very good about it. They check IDs to make sure that kids under 21 are not buying Grand Theft Auto V, and I think that's great. Uh, supposedly, uh, Derek, our editor over at Geekscape, <laughs> was you know he's in uh, Canada, and Canada's supposed to be nice and everything. Uh, but he got to the very front of the line, even though he was way in the back, because everyone in front of him was under 21, and he just <laughs> kept turning these kids away like a club. They were like, nope, nope, that's nope, awesome. nope. But I got the game. Um, it's a lot of fun. I think that it's the most narratively structured game. I, I think 
for people who are like, oh, I'm going to play GTA 5, but I don't, I've never really finished the campaign. I've never really been into the story of GTA. I'm just going to run around and cause mayhem and destruction. I think that they're actually going to get glued to this one because I feel like it is the most uh, narratively focused of the GTA games. And you're going to feel like when you're running around the city causing death and destruction, you're actually missing out on what's the most appealing part of this version, which is the story, finally. Uh, it's a really, really well-designed uh, game where you can easily switch between the three main protagonists, and they come in certain order, you know, and I love the idea that you have to put a squad together to do things like a diamond heist, or, uh, you know, and, and, and here's the thing, the characters are well-designed, and they have great uh, characters around them. I think Michael is one of the most interesting characters. He's a retired jewel thief, but... Nothing in his retired life is going well. His wife is cheating on him. His kids hate him. And there are bases for a lot of the missions. And you feel sorry for this guy. And, uh, and, and, and you, you didn't really feel sorry for Nico Bellic in, like, GTA 4. You know what I mean? You didn't really feel f sorry for the dude, Johnny, who was, like, the, bi the, the motorcycle dude. You know, uh, you feel sorry for Michael. Really? You kind of feel sorry for the guy, yeah. and you hope that he figures out how to get his life in order. You don't really, you know, and that's something that a GTA game hasn't done yet. Right. And that's why I say that the story in this one is the strongest one so far, in that kids who run around and just want to go crazy and, and kill hookers and blow up things are going to be missing out. And I actually think it's going to draw them into playing the game narratively. I think the audience is just getting smarter, and they're really, really wanting more. Mm -hmm. And I think even games are getting more serialized and storytelling and mm -hmm. everything like that. And I think that's what makes this series uh, of Mortal Kombat so compelling because it is that action, it is that martial arts, it is that special effects and all the crazy, amazing, like, fatalities that we love. But then it's also the story. Yeah. You know, and the and story is so much the more deeper. Yeah. Like, honestly, guys, if you're watching totally. this right now, go watch the trailer yeah. for the season two of Mortal Kombat Legacy. So good. Um, now, your character, like, like you, how did you get into the mindset to play a video game character? Are you, I mean, is that just something that you're like, oh, this is easy? I mean, obviously, you want to add, like, a depth to it. Was the depth there? He was one of the most popular Mortal Kombat characters. Was the depth there, or is it something you and the, Kevin had to kind of create? Well, I think the depth was there in the creation of what Kevin and the, the writers actually did mm -hmm. when I actually read the script. Because at first, you know, at first glance, when you think about Liu Kang, there isn't much depth, you know, in the, in the essence of, of the video games and stuff like that. And that's what I kind of thought of. Right. So when I was first approached with the role, I was a little hesitant about it. But then... A buddy of mine, Ian Anthony Dale, who plays Scorpion, who's yeah. like the greatest Scorpion I've ever seen. Um, basically, <laughs> and he's like, seen his fair share. Yeah, I have. He squished one in the garage the other night. Totally. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, convinced me to read it and, you know, basically said that you are him. And were you I apprehensive? Did, in a sense of, like... of playing, of, of embodying a character like Liu Kang because it comes with so much... I guess ideas, right. and perceptions about who and what he is. Yeah, I'm just not that guy. And after being rude to Wolverine, he's had his fair share of geeks coming up to him and being like, <laughs> "You shouldn't have been mean to Wolverine." No, <laughs> he, didn't, was, he didn't want people to come up to you and be like, "You ruined Luke you Kang ruined forever." Kang forever. No, yeah. but I think what Kevin did and and what we talked about is really kind of changing the idea or the persona of Luke right. Kang and making him just more raw and real and almost visceral and really grounded in into his life and, and the journey that he actually takes to go to the, towards a tournament. You know, you really, really feel for him and and everything that's kind of come across in his life, you, you kind of see why he goes to the depths of, of despair and then tries and to rise back he's forced to go to the tournament? Uh, he, I could, I could tell you this. What can you tell us? He needs to go to the tournament. Um, but you, he kind of rides the line between Outworld and Earthrealm. Right. 
So I can kind of just leave it like that. You Mortal Kombat nerds like that? <laughs> See, what happens is a white guy comes to his room. Yeah, right. His house. It starts hitting on his girl. And same. Same. <laughs> same. 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 He's like, sure, let's settle at a tournament. The the Winner gets the girl, even though it's not going to happen. Yeah, uh, man, I, I, Lucas Black, that poor little kid from Sling Blade. I, <laughs> I do not like him. Uh, so, so let's. So, Mortal Kombat was that something you were into as a kid, like, or into when you were playing? You in college or in in high school worked at a pizza place. I did. You worked at a place called Blackjack Pizza. Nicely done. It just no, it's on Wikipedia. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. uh, you, were, you worked at this Blackjack Pizza, and you had to make the pizzas, deliver the pizzas. We had to it. make the feed. Pizzas, deliver the pizzas, everything. Top the pizzas. I, I know how to flip a pizza if anyone has any dough. Does, uh, now, his wife's in the studio. Does he make you flip the pizzas? We don't eat pizza. Is anymore. that Mike Hot? Does he make pizza at home? Do you make him do you use like black, blackjack tonight? A little blackjack? <laughs> what do you want to do tonight? Maybe a little blackjack? <laughs> my, show, my shows are on, but you can go and make me a little blackjack. <laughs> I got my shows. Brian definitely cooks. Oh. He's very healthy. He's always in the kitchen. All he does is eat. Okay, so gluten-free pizza. Uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but playing black, at Blackjack, there was a Mortal Kombat. The pizza, there was a Mortal Kombat game. Now, that's Bronx. crazy that you're working at this Blackjack pizza and there's a Mortal Kombat game machine. You're almost like the last Starfighter. Yeah. You remember, <laughs> remember the last Starfighter? Oh absolutely. You were like the last Starfighter. I, I am the last Dude, Starfighter you of play Mortal Kombat. Totally. You became Luke Cage. That's crazy. You're the it's last a, it's Starfighter. It's the game coming to life. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> it literally, I mean, no joke. You can you can ask the owners that that, that are still around. Yeah. You know, they had the original Mortal Kombat. Absolutely. And did you, and it was super violent, like the blood and stuff like that. It's awesome. Like, That's what lured us it. to it. Is there That's that much blood in the legacy too? Oh, absolutely. There's okay. like <laughs> like the, the fatalities, legacy the legacy too. That's good. Yo, and that legacy too. <laughs> you know that legacy too. Yo, MK to the DK is the <laughs> <laughs> And you love the blood when you're playing it. Here's what I heard. I heard that Fergie was a customer at the Blackjack yeah. Pizza and that she was – did she, like, recognize – that was she a customer? Did you befriend her? No, I mean – Was she uh, famous yet? She wasn't – well, for us she was because she had that Kids Incorporated that kind of got her started. And you were like, this girl like from that. Kids Incorporated. And were in you guys like, too, I'm going to go, have sex with the girl from Kids Incorporated? <laughs> like when no, she, she would was, call up and be like, I need a pizza, you'd be like, coming right up. Coming I'd be like, right I got that one. I got that one. I'm delivering that one. You show up in some dude answers. No, 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 no. Fatality. No, Fergie was McMahon, very, very sweet. Some man came to that dude's <laughs> door, hit <laughs> on his girlfriend. <laughs> no, she was a, she was a couple years older. So when she was, you know, a, a, a junior, fresh, a junior senior, I was a freshman sophomore. Okay. So you know, that's like there a was hot that, thing. It would have been, but yeah. I mean, come on. Really, it's I don't two girl, different leagues. The girl from two different incorporated. <laughs> two different. You gotta go at least no, go for it. Fergie was very very sweet and yeah, she was just you know Fergie. Like, That's all she was. I remember when Tiffany played our spring fling in college. Remember Tiffany? Yeah. I think we're alone now. Mm -hmm. So Tiffany came to play our college, like, and she played like the yard in front of my college dorm. Oh, like it God. was really it, it was sad, but like I was like, oh well, Tiffany's kind of been out of line, and this is like the like hey, when you're a nerd. In high school, or and then college, and then your 20s. Uh, when you're a nerd, <laughs> like you have to live through these little fantasies. And you had to have had a Fergie fantasy. Because I remember I was like, Tiffany's going to play our spring fling. Like, she's going to play in the quad. 
and maybe she'll see me in like what my Mr. T experience shirt like what like <laughs> you know like she's gonna you know and like yeah yeah maybe I'll get to know her and it's like shut up you know what I mean like I needed to get beat up more as a kid to just knock the stupidity out of me right and so like Tiffany and trust me when Tiffany played that spring fling she did not look like the one who had done on the TV anymore she looked like the one who maybe had some trouble with the law and low hand a little bit for a bit and then was playing the spring fling I think she's gotten it back together and I still love you Tiffany but right. you didn't have any aspirations with Kids Incorporated? I mean, with, with Fergie, I mean, we all kind of grew up in the same town. We all had mutual friends kind of growing up. So it was just Fergie. I mean, she wasn't even a Fergie at the time. Oh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just like Catherine Mary Stewart, who was the, boyfriend, the girlfriend of the last Starfighter, was still kind of just a friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I remember seeing Catherine Mary Stewart at a fan convention, and I didn't have the guts to walk up to her. And this was like a, like a couple months ago. And I did, couldn't talk to her, and I've talked about it on the show because she was the girl from Night of the Comet and Last Starfighter. And I was like, oh, my God, she looked at me, and I just like, and walked away. <laughs> like, I'll talk to anybody. Like, tons of awesome, famous people have been on the show. But I see her at a fan convention, and I couldn't even, like, talk to her. That and the girl who played Xan on, Far, on, like, Farscape. I, I clammed up and walked away so fast. It's weird. It's <laughs> weird. It is. You are the last starfighter. I am the, the last starfighter. Star Isn't that crazy? It is. You never thought it about the correlation? Is. No, actually, the Mortal Kombat and the Wolverine correlation. As w- Growing up as a kid, for wolf, for Halloween, I was the Wolverine with my Admanium claws yeah. made out of tin foil and cardboard <laughs> and all that other stuff. Like, I did the hair up like, like that. like, where's all the foil for the pizza? Sure. I know. Right? <laughs> uh, where's, the, where's all the what cardboard to box about? the pizza? Where's all the cardboard? He's got his, like, mask made. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Wolverine. I'm the Wolverine. <laughs> like, I have your pizza. Would you like your pizza sliced? But yes, I am the last Starfighter for the Mortal Kombat. I love that, man. Brian T is a cool guy. If I'm anything, a just saying. You know what? You done well, Captain of the Football Team. Thank you. You done well. Thank you very much. He's done earned his cred. I think you guys should bar- like follow this guy on Twitter at Brian T. Like that is what you owe to yourself, Thank right? You. At Brian underscore underscore T. T. Now, who's this? A Brian T. Who took I, it? Some guy who you know is out there. He hasn't tweeted since '09. I of course I I follow him. No, so. but I, I think, sorry. I think I think but but you have a check mark. And I do. His account in the next like year or two can probably get like disconnected and then Possibly. just be like, hook it up, hook it up, Brian T. You know, uh, let's take a quick phone call. But you got to bri- follow Brian underscore T on uh, on Twitter, and then we'll take one more phone call and we'll wrap it up. Thanks. Caller, you are on the air with Geekscape and actor Brian T. Looking, Fergie, is this you? I think they fell asleep. They're like, uh, I got scared. They just pulled him, Catherine Mary Stewart. I think they're like, oh my god, Brian T. I followed you since DK. Okay, I don't think I don't think they're gonna call. They're laying there like dead. I don't know (laughs) what's going on. Um, So 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 what else you got going on? We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch Mortal Kombat Legacy the two. Yes. uh, Next next Thursday, you're gonna watch all. Ten episodes before tuning in at six o'clock yes. for Geekscape with the director uh, Kevin Tancheron. Mm-hmm. I got it right. Tancheron. Right. Tancheron. Oh, uh, <laughs> and then um, what else you got going on? Uh, and then up? after the twenty-sixth, uh, the next day after the twenty-seventh, if you're in LA, New York, or Hawaii, I am actually uh, the lead in this romantic comedy called Wedding Palace. It's a small indie movie. Okay. It's kind of the uh, we call it the 
the Korean My Big Fat Greek Wedding in a sense. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. It's very funny, very cute. I'm the lead. Help produce it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. So please, everyone, come check it out this weekend. So it's, it's me in a completely different light. Watch him kill a ton of people. <laughs> and then the next day, watch the, you know, watch his softer side. Absolutely. Right? Watch his softer side. He side. is a, a an actor with range. He's, I mean, he's got range. He can make a pizza, do a little bit. Of, he can throw a nice spiral, and then he can, like, get in tights and get up on stage and start running around. And then he did make you think differently about Tokyo Drift. So uh, we love having Brian T. on the show. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, Kenny is at Crippled Kenny on Twitter. I'm at Jonathan Lennon on Twitter. Guys, I'm going to be at New York Comic Con promoting Miami Vice and doing a little bit of Geekscape. So that is in mid-October. If you're on the East Coast, come down to New York Comic Con. We can hang out. I'm still trying to organize, like, a Geekscape outing. Then we're going to be back on the left coast for Kamikaze the first weekend in November, the first through the third. If you want to sign up, so if you want to have the Mortal Kombat people at our booth signing some stuff, let's do it. That'd be amazing. That'd be awesome. So we're going to be at Kamikaze. We've got four panels. I've got some crazy panels at Kamikaze. We've got one on kaiju versus men in suits because I love the Japanese stuff. I got one on zombies with my buddy Matt Moak, and hopefully we're going to be premiering a new Doc of the Dead trailer for you guys. And then I've got two for the Lion Forge guys, one with... Dennis Haskins, the Mr. Belding actor, and another one with Michael Hasselhoff of Knight Rider and Baywatch. So you're going to want to be at Kamikaze. All right? Uh, we got a ton going on. You can check it all at geekscape.net. Befriend us on Facebook, Twitter. Search for Geekscape. Be our friends, and we'll see you guys next week here on Geekscape of the Toad Hop Network. Peace. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. He spent 15 years getting loaded, 15 years till his liver exploded. What's Bob gonna do now that he can't drink? The doctor said, what did you think of me? Bob said, that's the point. I wasn't thinking about nothing. I gotta do something else. The past the time he went to shake his head, new identity. Well, the hell doctor, my face, and the girl who writes. Yeah.